Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Um, we have a lot to talk about this week. Yes. Uh, first thing starting off, we had a birthday in the group. So, happy birthday, Jason. Yeah, I'm, I'm now 73. At least that's Something. what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Look, after that trip we did yesterday, right. my God. knee, I think, is 150. Yeah, taking um, four, uh, taking three large men and one medium-sized person and cramming them into a Challenger to drive a, a three hours up, three hours back trip was probably, in hindsight, a terrible idea. It was but fun. we proved the concept that it could be done, and we survived, and we got some plas- gray plastic to play Warhammer with, and everything is right in the world. And, and we had fun. And we had fun. So that's, that's what's important. Uh, yesterday, also, the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Yeah. Um, I still remember exactly where I was oh, when, sure. when the world changed mm-hmm. and essentially my innocence was you, stolen. I, I was... You realize as of today, no one under the age of 20 was alive when that happened. And yeah. that is such a weird thing to think about. I yeah. wonder, you know, it makes me wonder if like our parents, that kind of stuff... Thought the same way about things like the the Kennedy assassination, the Challenger explosion, the Challenger explosion. Maybe our grandparents thought the same way about D Day. I mean, not D Day, but uh, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I mean, stuff. it is. You you have to think that they did. That I mean, they I was kinda, five when the Challenger blew up. Yeah, I wasn't. But, I wasn't born yet. I was. Uh, it was right before I was born. But you know, September 11th. That was the first major thing that I really. You know, like. It was before the, it was that the you, first major thing since Pearl Harbor that happened on yeah. U.S. soil. So I mean, b- you know. before that, you talk about, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at things like uh, well, the you, Monica Lewinsky scandal, the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky scandal. I wouldn't call that but, a tragedy. No, no. Um, or the, then, you, then you go into tragedies and you start talking about, okay, well, the Challenger. That was a tragedy, but it wasn't a perpetrated act. No, it, it was... It was a tragedy. Yeah, for and sure. But it gets even more tragic when you look at the fact that it could have been pre- prevented. But well, the fact yeah. it could have been prevented, the fact that they were probably still alive. Yeah. After the explosion, because the the yeah the, the capsule. Yeah, that's that's not the word I was looking for, but yeah, the cockpit. Yeah. E- you know, ejected out, and that they were probably still alive, and then. You know, we were unable to recover them. Uh, that's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's not an attack. Yep. Uh, you know, the attacks before then, you, you had a couple of bombings of the World Trade Center mm-hmm. in the 90s. but Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh. Nothing on the scale exactly of September 11th. And, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, you may have done the same thing, going to airports and sitting there as friends and family were and getting ready to dude, leave. And I, I got that story. In 1988, my father fell, lost his leg. Um, he flew home from New Jersey, you know, home being here in you know, South Mississippi. Uh, we went and met him in Mobile at the airport. I rode the little uh, accordion. <coughs> Sorry about that. I rode the little accordion concourse thing out to the plane. Mm-hmm. The plane door opened, and I stood there and waited at the plane door, me and my mom, until my dad was rolled off the uh, plane in a wheelchair. And then I rode in his lap back down the concourse to, you know, where we were going, asking for a quarter to play a video game. You know, I was eight. So Yeah. You know, whereas yesterday I dropped my girlfriend off to fly uh, out to spend time with her parents, I dropped her and... At the door. Yeah, you pull up at the door and you throw them out. You know, whereas in the past, I would have, when I was a kid, man, I'd sit there and we'd walk through security together. We'd all walk out there. We'd be at the course. We'd watch everybody get on board. And then we'd sit there and we would watch the plane back out, taxi out to the runway, and then take off. 
don't do that anymore. And you can't do that anymore. And and I I feel like I feel like we've lost something because of that. Because how yeah, many kids have. how many kids sat there and said I'm going to be I want to do that. Yeah, we, we and, and you don't have that. that anymore. You know, every every time something like that's happened, we've lost. You know, people want to say you know the, the country lost its innocence. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we did lose part of that, but we move on. We do what we can. Yep. Things change, and we go from there. And we we talk about wrestling, yeah, and, and whiskey, and which whiskey. we're drinking tin cup today. I know we've had it before. Um, it was just a bottle I grabbed on the way out the door, so it's what we're gonna drink. Yep. Uh, we we're building a list of some other ones that we want to pick up. Yeah. And um, if anybody yeah. out there that's listening wants to give us, you know, about four grand. Uh, we'd love to try Pappy. Yes. But, uh, you, know. you know what? You don't even have to give us four grands. If you can just get us a couple glasses, yeah, we'll, we'll settle for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, we don't need the whole fifth. Just just a just a, sa- a sample. You know? Yeah, just just a couple um, sips that we can you know tell y'all what it tastes like and should you spend your three to four grand on it. So, like Michael said, we got a lot to get into. We're gonna go ahead and jump in. Uh, of course, last Sunday was all out. Well, before we jump into the actual wrestling, there is one more sad thing that we need to talk about. Okay. Uh, locally, a professional yeah. wrestler uh, passed away. We found out after we finished recording last week. Yep. Mountain Man. Uh, he was about seven feet tall. Yeah, huge um, dude. Very big dude. Uh, he did wrestle for WCW, yeah, I think NWA a, back in the day. He was a jobber for NWA and WCW uh, back in the 80s. Very big guy. Huge here on the independent circuit. Uh, down here at Diamond Championship Wrestling. Unfortunately, he did succumb to complications of diabetes and uh, COVID, from what I understand. Yeah, they're so, actually they're actually doing a... If you... Well, you won't hear this. This will be before... Be this will, up, but yeah. Today, they're doing a uh, benefit show yeah. for him. Um, so, yeah. there you go. But, um, Rest you know, easy, Mountain Man. Yeah, our our thoughts uh, are with with your family and friends, and you know it was interesting to see locally. We the the biggest heel locally is a guy by the name of uh, Koloff. Yeah, Vladimir Koloff, and it was interesting. He broke character, mm-hmm. and this is the only time I've seen him break character on Facebook. Yeah, was to talk about Mountain Man, and you know, so rest easy, and. You know, Godspeed. Yeah. So, now, now on we'll to the fun going. stuff. On to the fun stuff. What so, happened this week? Sunday, we had uh, All Out. The kickoff show saw a 10-man tag match of Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheelie Utah, and Jurassic Express versus uh, the Hardy Family Office and TH2, in which the good guys won. We kick off All Out with the TNT Championship match of Eddie Kingston versus Miro, where Miro wins, retains. We then went to John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Moxley won, and then at the end of the match, we got our first major uh, uh, surprise person show up. Minoru Suzuki, the New Japan legend, popped up and ended up challenging Moxley to a match on Dynamite after they beat the crap out of each other in the (laughs) ring for a few minutes. Uh, Then we had our women's championship match, Chris Statlander versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, where Britt Baker won. She hit the Pittsburgh Sunrise during the match as a a little shout-out to Adam Cole's Panama Sunrise. I thought that was cool. Yeah. then we get the steel cage match, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks for the tag titles. We have new AEW tag champions in the Lucha Bros in what was quite possibly one of the best matches I've seen this year. Uh, we then go to our Women's Casino Battle Royal, which there were 21 women in there. I'm not going to name all of them because that would take too long. Uh, what we did here, though, we got our second Reveal, when the Joker card comes up, Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot, walks out on the stage, goes in, and wins the chip. So she will be challenging Britt Baker for the title at some point in the future. We had the MJF versus Chris Jericho. 
if Jericho loses, he'll never wrestle in AEW again. Jericho wins. So, congratulations, Chris Jericho. We then had our return to the ring after a seven-year absence of CM Punk versus Darby Allin, where Darby Allin, of course, won. I mean, nah, nah. CM Punk wins. We're in Chicago. It's his return. There's no chance that Darby had here. However, the match was really, really good uh, for, for the ring rust on Punk and then having to fight Darby style. Um, we then had our piss break match, uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. It was very quick, thankfully. Paul White wins. Um, of course he does. That was before going on to our main event, the world championship match of Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega wins and retains a little bit before the hour, so it's like, all right, you know, they're going to talk. Kenny Omega grabs a mic, starts cutting a promo about how the only person that can challenging challenge him is either retired, not here, or dead. And then we get our third major show up of Adam Cole, baby. He comes down to the ring. Super kicks Jungle Boy, because before this happened, there was a scrum, and of course there was. It was mm-hmm. the Elite involved. Yeah. Super kicks Jungle Boy, joins the Elite. They're laughing. They're happy. Adam Cole's here. They're kissing him, the whole thing. And then Ride of the Valkyries hits for our fourth major show up as Brian Danielson walks out. Clears the ring. That's where we go off the air. Brian Danielson standing in the middle of the ring. He then cuts a promo afterwards talking about how CM Punk can be here to help the new guys. I'm here to kick their effing heads in. That's it. That was all out. Let's move over to the significantly less fun Monday Night Raw. (laughs) Uh, So... Monday Night Raw starts off with uh, Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, where um, Sheamus gets the win. This was a um, this was a number one contenders match. <coughs> Wait, am I on the right week? I mean those those two did fight. Yeah, but they fought. Okay, I see what they did. Okay. They put tag team turmoil at the end. Ah, uh, yeah, so it, start, off it starts turmoil. off with tag team turmoil, uh, which it started off with Kofi and uh, Xavier. I mean, day. I was like, I knew where was the tag team turmoil stuff. <laughs> uh, so we get tag team turmoil. It starts off with Eric and Ivar versus Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods. The new day, new day wins. Uh, we get uh, after that. We see uh, Mahal and Veer come out for the next. It's a you know gauntlet. it's it's a gauntlet. Uh, Mahal and Veer come up. Kofi and Woods beat Mahal and Veer. Um, Lucha House Party is next, and Kofi and Woods beat Lucha House Party. We then get uh, Mason T Bar coming down, and Mason T Bar lose to the New Day. They then proceed to attack New Day after the match. And just as an editor's note, this is where I turned off Raw. All right. So they then proceeded to attack New Day after the match. They also attacked the next team to come out, which was Mansoor and Ali. So at that point, they stopped the gauntlet match because both teams are completely laid out and, and destroyed. They, they pause the gauntlet match and they continue with the rest of the show. So... We then go to uh, the Sheamus and Drew McIntyre match where Sheamus gets the win. Uh, Of course, afterwards, um, I think uh, Drew left Sheamus laying after a a kick, Claymore. We get uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. I'm sorry, it's Nikki A-S-H, but I'm always going to call her Nikki Ash because, yeah. It's dumb otherwise. Yes. Uh, we we get Nikki and Rhea versus Natalia and Tamina, where um, uh, they get the win. Uh, Rhea hits the Riptide for the win. Uh, we get Karrion Cross versus John Morrison, and as a side note on this one, 
uh, was it Mick Foley that posted it? Mick Foley posted a picture from three or four years ago, two, three years ago, somewhere in there, of Impact's card for this match versus what we saw in this match. WWE, what are you doing? Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. Um, but, uh, of course, uh, Cross gets the win there. We get Charlotte uh, versus Nia, where Charlotte gets the win. Afterwards, um, Alexa Bliss appears in the ring and challenges Charlotte. Uh, we get Reggie versus Akira Tozawa. Um, yeah. Reggie gets the win. No um, one won that match. Uh, yeah. Uh, Especially the fans. Drake Maverick showed back up. So the, that's weird. The one um, thing that I will note real quick that's part of that, that Tozawa-Reggie match, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy is now part of the loser's locker room chasing the 24-7 title. And WWE's got a ton of crap about that. Yep. Uh, WWE'd say, well, it's a title. No. No, it's not. No. It's a it's a complete and utter waste of my time. Get it off of my screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then go back into tag team turmoil, where uh, we come back, and of course it is Ali and Mansoor versus the New Day. The New Day get the win here as well. Styles and Omos came out, and uh, who do you think won this match? Um, the New Day. No. Actually, Styles and Omos won because, for some reason, we then had Lashley and MVP come out, uh, and that was it because Lashley and MVP inserted themselves into the match. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lashley and MVP get the win because Vince hates tag teams. And... I right. just, I don't understand. I, I'm going to go cry in a corner. Uh, but before I do that, let's move over and we're going to talk about the NXT results. You want to talk about NXT or do we want to break it up? Do you want to talk about Dynamite and then I can talk go about Go ahead and hit NXT. Okay, we'll do that. All right, so NXT. And this is the last NXT before we get the brand new relaunch of NXT this week. Yay. Uh... I don't think anybody's looking forward to that relaunch. Vince McMahon is. I really think the numbers are about to just bomb, but we'll talk more about that. We start off with Ember Moon versus Kay Lee Ray. Now, notice I said Kay Lee Ray and not Kai Lee. <laughs> There's too many people with similar sounding names these days. Mm-hmm. So we get Ember Moon, Ember Moon versus Kay Lee Ray. Kay Lee Ray gets the win on that after a decent match. We get Santos Escobar versus Carmelo Hayes. Of course, Escobar gets the win here. Um, We get the Creed Brothers debuting versus local competitors. And these are two, uh, the Creed Brothers are two guys who, um, I forget if they're football or if they're wrestle uh, standout, college wrestle. They're college sports standouts. um, And they just dominated. These are big guys and they beat the local wrestler number two and 12. Yep. We get the NXT tag titles. Uh, Sarai and Stark versus um, Kentonzaro and Carter. And, of course, Io Shirai and Stark get the win. Um, we have Mei Ying versus Virginia Ferry, whoever that is. Local competitor A. <laughs> I think this is Mei Ying's debut. It was. Which there was not a whole lot of fanfare for. Mm-mm. And there wasn't I a whole lot think of it's either. about, yeah, there wasn't <laughs> a whole lot of match, but I think it's about eight months too late. I agree. Um, yeah, Mei Ying gets the win. Of course she does. That's that. Uh, we get the NXT Tag Team Titles, MSK versus Oni uh, Lorcan and Danny Birch. MSK get the win here, and I would bet that we see Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch released uh, here soon. You're probably right. After the match, um, 
Pete Dunn and uh, Holland laid out Lorcan and Birch, so basically kicked them out of their little group. Yep. Good way to ride them away from TV. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think they're gone. I and I even called it before the match in, in yep. the group. I said, if Lorcan and Birch lose, they're gone, mm-hmm. and then they get kicked out of the group. There, there's no reason to keep them around now. Yep. So, and and with the news that we got that there's longtime people on the chopping block. Those two guys have been around forever. But not Lorcan released last year and then, like, immediately brought back? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I think he was hurt. Yeah, he had his, okay. he, remember, he had his, like, knee blowout or something. Okay. He was off TV for a long time. I know Danny I Birch. Really, I know Danny Birch. Birch got Danny hurt. Birch got hurt. One of them got hurt, um, but I don't think either of them got released. I don't think. I could be wrong. But I think, I think, Lord, I think only. I know Drake was got released, released and then immediately re-signed. But. Yeah. Uh, either way, we're moving on to the dynamite. Sadly, dynamite was kind of down, I guess. But at the same token, coming off of all out, uh, it had nowhere else to go but down. Yeah, uh, we kicked off with Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes, where Malachi Black wins, sets up a match of Malachi versus Cody coming up at uh, I think it's two weeks time. CM Punk comes out and cuts a promo in which uh, we tease what the next move for Punk is going to be, and it looks like it's going to be Ricky Starks or Will Hobbs, one of the two. Um, Because we end up with a a confrontation between CM Punk and Team Taz. Uh, Dante Martin then fights Will Hobbs. and Hobbs wins, but Jesus Christ, Dante Martin's going to be a star. Uh, MJF cuts a promo. Uh, I, I... Got to admit, I kind of didn't listen to most of it. Then Brian Pillman came out, or Brian Pillman Jr. came out, because they were in Cincinnati, uh, challenged him to a match on Rampage. Ruby Soho fought Jamie Hayter. Of course, Ruby Soho wins. Afterwards, uh, Reba and Britt Baker attack Ruby. Chris Statlander and Riho come out and make the save, where you end up with one of the most wholesome pictures on the internet this week. Of Chris Satlander, kind of down on one knee with Re- with Riho sitting on her knee like Santa Claus, and them hugging. Uh, then we had a six man tag of FTR and Sean Spears versus Evil Uno, John Silver, and Stu Grayson. The Pinnacle wins, and it just further the diss- the dissolving of the Dark Order. Uh, Anna Jay and Ta- uh, Ty Conti came running down and told them to knock it off, figure it out, stop. It really didn't, you know. Brian Danielson interrupted the Elite's promo that they were cutting um, where he he called Kenny Omega the best wrestler in the world, but that he had never faced him. He wasn't on his level uh, and called him a punk, basically, which, of course, starts an Elite brawl. Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, Frankie Kazarian all come running down. Big scrum, hooray, hooray, hooray. Uh, we then got John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki, where John Moxley wins after he, I think, pulled Minoru Suzuki's eye out of his head. That's what uh, it looked like. Suzuki was bleeding like crazy. Um, something happened here because the match ended about five minutes before the top of the hour, and then we ended up just having five minutes of uh, John Moxley roaming around the crowd in Cincinnati not like hugging people or anything, just roaming around the crowd, picking up chairs and throwing them down. And it was very odd yeah. the way it went off the air. Did you talk about CM Punk's promo? I did. Where okay. he, uh, him and Taz, he yeah. called out Taz, basically. Well, Taz called Taz him out. Called him out. Taz, Taz interrupted him. He's like, Taz I respect you. <laughs> Keep Team Taz's name out of your mouth. And CM Punk goes, I've never said anything about Team Taz. <laughs> so, of course, we're going to get CM Punk versus Team Taz. All right, uh, jumping over to SmackDown. SmackDown starts off with Roman Reigns coming out to the ring um, to cut a promo. After he talks for a minute, Brock Lesnar's music hits, and out comes Brock Lesnar. Brock asks Paul why he didn't tell Roman uh, that he was going to be there. Yeah, uh, why why he was going to be at, uh, what was it, why, Extreme why Rules? He, uh, was that? Why didn't he tell him that he was at SummerSlam? SummerSlam, SummerSlam. It's Extreme Rules that's coming yeah. up. 
uh, why why didn't he tell him he was going to be at SummerSlam? And you just see Paul like ghost white. Yeah, Roman uh, kind of gave him that. I will end your life, fat man. Uh, yeah, of course he begs he begs off. Roman and the Bloodline leave the ring. Paul Heyman switches gears and drops right back into the advocate for Lesnar, which Lesnar's like, man, that felt great, just like old times. Uh, but before Roman fires you... Yeah, that was one of my except, favorite lines. <laughs> except the challenge. What what challenge? The, for the match, for the title. And then he goes to F5 Heyman. Roman comes in, hits him with Superman punch. He gets Roman up for the F5. The Usos come in, and then he takes out the Usos and, and stands tall in the ring. Uh, I'm enjoying that. I, yeah. I really am. Like face Brock Lesnar is something is refreshing. It is, and it looks like he's having fun with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we're going to see that at some point. Now we get a ten team tag. Um, sorry, a ten man tag team match. Because for somebody that hates tag team wrestling, Vince had a lot of it on the show this week. Um, let me see if I can find the complete list. So it's a uh, rude. Ziggler, Cruz, Otis, and Zane, and versus Big E, Boogs, Nakamura, and the Mysterios. Now, Sami Zayn gets oh a ton God. of heat. He gets a ton of heat. He cuts a promo that says, I wanted to have somebody who knows how to win in Madison Square Garden. They're in, so, yeah, they're yeah, at Madison Square Garden. They're at Madison Square Garden in New York. Sammy, Sammy Look, comes out in I Love New York pajama pants. Yeah. the In the first five minutes of this show, before any of this, but it was just Roman and, and Brock and all that, I was watching on Hulu. Hulu cut the audio feed. Like, didn't, like, try to play crowd noise. or No, they cut the audio feed, dead silence, twice. Because of what the New York crowd was saying. They did it again here, too. Uh, <laughs> but, so Sammy brings out Atlanta Hawks star, Trey Young. Yeah. Amazing heat. Yeah, they, they Amazing to, heat. They cut, the, uh, they cut the audience feed again here. Uh, absolutely amazing heat. The faces get the win in the match. Other than that, there really wasn't anything stand out in that match, I don't think. The faces got the win. After the match, Big E cut a promo where he dropped uh, Bobby Lashley's name for the first time since he's had the money in the bank. So that's led to some speculation on other podcasts. Does that mean he's going to go after Bobby Lashley? Which probably, I think, makes more sense. You put Big well, E on Raw. You put him back with the New Day. We'll, we'll dive we'll more into, into that. Because there is uh, mm-hmm. there is something I want to talk about with that. Uh, we get Becky Lynch and uh, Bianca Belair doing a contract signing. We get uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins that was like a thirty minute Broadway. Mm-hmm. You know, like it just was a it was a great match. I'm not really a fan with how it ended because it feels like it's an end to the feud for the time being. I'm okay with but, it being an end to the feud. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah, um, Seth gets the win after a low blow. Like, five super kicks to Edge's face, and then finally a curb stomp. Um, we get the uh, Usos versus the Street Profits that uh, went to disqualification after Roman interfered because the Usos were about to lose. Um, and after that, the lights go out, the red light comes on, you see the little storm building above the uh, entryway, and out walks the demon, Finn Balor. Two weeks too early. <laughs> yes. It gets in the ring, and they do nothing. I'm okay with them doing nothing. It's just two weeks too early. He stares down and causes Paul and the Usos to back up to the corners while Roman stares him down. Two weeks too early, nothing there. It it was great to see the demon because I really enjoy the demon character. It was too early, and they didn't do it right. Yeah. So, 
Uh, then we moved to Rampage. Rampage started off. This I thought this was kind of weird. The first match was Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. There was no entrances. Like, we joined Rampage as the bell rings for these two to start fighting. Um, Andrade wins after shenanigans. And then one of the... Then everybody turned on Chavo. Like, everybody. Pac, Andrade, the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> everybody turned on Chavo. Um... We then had a six-woman tag match. Uh, Rebel, Jamie Hayter, and Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander, Riho, and Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby, Statlander, and Riho won. Then the main event was Brian Pillman versus Max Caster. Uh, Max Caster uh, did a rap on the way to the ring, which thankfully wasn't offensive. <laughs> I have um, some issues, and, and we will discuss. I, I don't. I don't like that character, but the rap itself wasn't super offensive. Um, Brian Pillman wins because it is Cincinnati. Uh, after the match, John Moxley comes out, and him and Brian Pillman Jr. celebrate in the ring. Pillman yeah, well, was wearing his dad's gear, which I thought was awesome. It, but after the match, the acclaimed attacked Pillman, yeah. and that's Moxley when Moxley came out to make the save. Yes, uh, wearing flying Brian gear, that was amazing. I'm going to start because I really have a problem with Max Caster and what they're doing with his character right now. Poking fun at the, the problem? Poking fun at the issue. Taking it lightly. Uh, I think it was on Dark where he came out for, and his rap that he came out to, he says, you know, the the office has given me a, a cleared rap, and it's just like it's like Sugar Hill Gang style lyrics, you know. Well, and he and, rips it up and throws it away, and then cuts a rap. And then you know, he's cutting his rap tonight or, or, or Friday night and whatever. And then he ends it. He's getting ready to say shit. Mm-hmm. That that was going to be his his punchline. Yeah. And the other guy in the acclaim because I have yeah Bowen. He grabs the mic, careful, careful, you're on thin ice. Mm-hmm. Like, they're making light of this. Yeah. I, I don't like that part at all. And, okay, fine. You're in Cincinnati, so of course you're going to throw Brian out there. This wasn't a main event quality match. No, it wasn't. It, 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 it wasn't. was not a main event quality match. And to be honest, I don't want to see Max Caster on my TV right now. Yeah, he, he, st- he should still be off of TV. I mean, um, you want him on dark. I'm fine with him on dark. I don't watch dark, so I don't care. I don't even want to see him on dark, really. But uh, I think Sammy Sammy Guevara made a comment multiple years ago, which I would argue was less offensive than what Max Caster said. And Sammy was gone for two months. Yeah. Personally... I think Caster should have been cut. Yeah. He's not he's not good enough. He's not in the main event level scenes. And that may sound bad me saying that, you know, in the whole, hey, you're not a top player, therefore you don't get special treatment. Um but he's still in that dark level matches. I think he should have been cut. Sign him later, possibly. You know, re-sign him. But for now, he should have been told, hey man. We don't need this publicity. We don't need this around us. Um, you got to go and kick him to the curb. Maybe resign him in a year or so. Let him grow up. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with them keeping him around. I just. Think I agree. Kinda, I just think he's personally terrible. You, uh, and then you add yeah. this on top of it. I. I, what was the I agree that he should have been off TV longer. He should have been suspended for longer. I don't necessarily think he should have been cut because I like this idea that Tony has of, hey, we're going to give you a chance. That's fair. Um, I, I think we have a have an but issue. I think, I think we have an issue in, in society, and this is broader than, than wrestling. We have an issue where nobody's willing to forgive, and I think everybody deserves at least the 
chance at forgiveness. Everybody deserves a chance at forgiveness. However, everybody also needs to face the consequences of their actions. And, and, and I agree with you there. The suspension, I think, should have been the consequence. I, should, I think it should have been longer, and I think it should have been a, you're not going to come back as Max Caster, this rapper. Yeah. That character is dead. Mm-hmm. Come up with something different. Come up with something completely different for the acclaimed. Yeah. Redevelop, because you guys, we're, we're not doing this. And, and this whole playing light with yeah. his suspension makes it feel like Tony Khan suspended him because they got caught. Yeah. And not because it was, it was a mistake that just happened to slip through, which is what they claimed happened. Mm-hmm. And that he suspended him because publicity. He didn't suspend him because he particularly cared about yep. this. And that is how it feels. I, I don't like that. I, this is supposed to be my WWE alternative, and this is a very WWE thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really hated everything about the acclaim to being out there. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, since we started with AEW, let's stick with AEW. Sounds good. Uh, as you said, everybody turned on Chavo. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody turned on Chavo. Now, the rumor is is that they turned on Chavo because they've signed Ric Flair. Yep. And Flair is going to be the manager for Andrade. Andrade. Now, if that is true, then we have Ric Flair. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Three quarters of the four horsemen. And and the other members of the four horsemen, if I'm not mistaken, are dead. Well, so here's a here's a fun little uh, nugget of information for you, our, our our trivia fact. So at one point, one of the four horsemen was Barry Wyndham, right? Mm-hmm. Who else in wrestling do we know with the name Wyndham? <sighs> There, there was this one guy, um, Husky Harris. Exactly. Husky Harris. Exactly. Yeah, his real name. Husky Harris' his real name, uh, Wyndham Rotunda. Now, you for know, those of you who, like, who is Husky Harris? That, that's the character that he should bring to AEW. Not The Fiend, not Bray Wyatt. He should come to AEW <laughs> as Husky Harris. I think everybody would riot. I no, think no, no. everybody Here's would. Here's how you do it, though. Here's how you do it. You bring Husky Harris to AEW. As though all of the Bray Wyatt, all of the Fiend, all of that stuff never existed. It's Husky, and he still thinks that it's like, what, 2010? 2015? Wasn't he <laughs> clean-shaven then, too? He had like a little soul patch, <laughs> I think. Um, so, Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris, real name is Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, he is the nephew yeah. of um, Barry Wyndham. That could actually be, be really cool. Interesting. Uh, th- there you could see a new Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually okay with Cody being part of that. I'm not. Uh, no, the only reason I say that is because and it, they would never do it right. But have Arn come out there. With Cody. With with Cody. And, and Arn's ultimate triumph the horseman's ultimate triumph over Dusty Could you, is that they have turned Dusty's son into one of them. So could you and, imagine this as your four horsemen, right? Arn comes out. You, you have a you have a thing. Arn comes out. Uh, Tully comes out. They're they're cutting promos on each other in the ring, in in response to like say Cody and FTR. Mm-hmm. Right? They're just going at it. Woo! Rick Flair comes down to the ring. Rick starts talking to him. Hey, 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 chill out, chill out. We should all be on the same side here. Then Andrade walks out, right? And Andrade's just coming out. He comes out to the ring, um, which brings out Cody, which brings out FTR. Right? So we got four people standing there. Mm-hmm. Rick says something about, uh, you know, 
there's four people in this ring, but there's only three of the originals. So what about the fourth person? Here comes Bray Wyatt, his debut. He comes down there. He walks up. He looks at each person. And since this is what they love to do, he wrecks Cody. Cody, Cody is, I mean, let's be fair here. Cody seems to be the gatekeeper for the named talent that's coming in in a lot of cases. And that's that's actually fair. And that's so, fair. A lot of people, I'm not happy that he's put down, um, but at the same time, he has put over MJF. So He has put over uh, Malachi, Malachi. So Bray beats up Cody. FTR and Andrade are just standing there like they don't know what to do. They're just kind of standing there. Rick starts laughing. You know, Arn's leaned down. He's helping Cody out. And Rick goes, you ever think we'd let a Rhodes into the four horsemen? <laughs> Not a chance. And then, because Rick and Arn can still kind of take a bump. You have Rick hit Arn. I'm not talking about any kind of match here. I'm not talking about anything special. No. I'm just no. talking about he hits Arn. Throwing Arn out of the four horsemen, basically, for siding with the enemy. Because uh, he's with a Rhodes. That's and interesting. That's your next. that's your next set of feuds here. You know, you have Cody, Dustin. Because Malachi Black's running through him. Yeah. He's almost over with this. So now Cody has to put together him and his brother, and, you know, you get uh, Shoddy Lee, you know, the captain, something like that, Fuego, whatever. Whoever. You get somebody on there on Cody's side to face this this four horsemen that's formed by Rick and Tully and the heir apparent of of Barry Wyndham, and there you go. I think that would be kind of cool. Oh, I, I agree completely. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I really like your idea, but I'm also still, I like the idea, and it would be better, of course, if Dusty were still around. Yeah. But I like the idea of Arn twisting that into, you so know, Cody the, the memory of Dusty that Cody, he turned Cody's son. Yeah, that would be Or, cool. or Dusty's that son really into. Cool of course, then you'd have to replace FTR with somebody like <laughs> Sean, Sean Spears. <laughs> and as we Which, talked about yesterday, Sean Spears has great in-ring work and absolutely no charisma at all, period, the end. Yeah. So. Uh, Darby calling Sean uh, just generic. Yes. That was great. Um, so, since we're talking about AEW, let's let's go back to All Out. Yeah. Right? There, there's This is quite possibly one of the best pay-per-views uh, in the past at least 10 years if not more. I now to be I'll be perfectly honest and I told everybody last week I did not I was we not going to watch, watch it. it. We I didn't get the it. chance to watch it. You had an opportunity arise to where you were said, able to. Hey, we're going to order it. You know, cuz we weren't going to watch it because the dynamite before was so bad. Mm-hmm. So, wasn't going to watch it. You know, we we predicted it and I think we picked Ruby for being the Joker. We yeah. we predicted I think every match correctly. I'd have um, to go back and check, but yeah. I'm going to say we did, and if somebody wants to correct us, uh, correct us and we'll just delete it. We have um, our Facebook page. Yeah. And, um, you know, so like and follow us. Um, the amount of, of, of debuts, the amount of reveals, however you want to call that, was insane. This, this whole pay-per-view was gas, with the exception of the Paul White QT Marshall match. And really and truly, it it didn't need to be on the pay-per-view as a match. It absolutely had to be on the pay-per-view so people in Chicago could go, I need a beer and I got to piss, you know. Yeah. Um, because start to finish, you know, the women's match was really good, and then having Ruby show up was phenomenal. Seeing Mizoru's, Minoru Suzuki pop up was crazy. That cage match between the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers was insanity. Um, then, you know, 10 minutes before the end of the show, I'm like, wow, we didn't see Daniel Bryan and we didn't see uh, Adam Cole. That's kind of depressing. And then we get both of them within three minutes of each other. <laughs> um, All Out was really, really, really good. Um 
WWE needs to be scared. And one of their legends agrees with us on that. Yeah. So Mick Foley released a statement that says WWE's no no longer the place where aspiring aspiring wrestlers want to go. WWE, we have a problem. Yeah. Um, And Vince would be very wise to listen to him. Like part of his part of his thing that he did, he he did a YouTube video of it or a Facebook video of it, I think. Um, And he said, "Look, back in the you know in the '90s, you did wonders for my career. You you took Mick Foley and you made him a star. You know, you you turned Cactus Jack into mankind, and you know you made me who I am. But today." If I was that young up-and-comer, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm not looking at WWE. And this, I'm, I'm, I may end up paraphrasing this, but I'm going to quote it as close as I can remember it. I don't think I would trust you yes. with my character. Yep. And that, mm-hmm. that is huge. And he releases this on Sunday. Th- this came out Sunday night, Monday morning, I think. Then on Monday, he posts a pic he posts a picture that you refer to of, you know, the the promo for Johnny Impact versus Killer Cross. And underneath it was a picture of John Morrison in the corner spraying water at uh Carrion Cross looking like Lord Humongous. Yeah. So I mean let's 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 look at that. You you have in Impact, you had John Morrison, Johnny Impact, mm-hmm. and Killer Cross as two top-tier guys. Yeah. Let's travel back in time a little further. You have John Morrison as Johnny Mundo in... Uh, um, shoot, what is that? What was that? Um, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. Thank you. I, I, I completely yeah. blanked. Yeah. Uh, where he was the top guy. Like, yeah. Ricochet was the first champion, but Johnny Mundo was the top guy. He was the guy who they used to build yeah. their talent, to to give yep. lend legitimacy to Ricochet, to Pinta, to, yeah, to these guys. Travel a little further back before John stepped away for a couple years. Mm-hmm. In some of his last segments and his last stories he's just about there to the point where they could have put the title on him and they chose to do so yeah john morrison is an amazing talent he has not as far as i can tell lost a step he hasn't he comes back to wwe they reintroduce him by teaming him back up with the miz okay that's fine i'm there and then he becomes a joke. Yep. America's he moist wanted. Johnny Drip Drip. And he's spraying so people with water like that's going to hurt them or distract them or whatever. So dumb. And he gets destroyed by carrying cross. And, and here I thought when he turned against the Miz, what when the two Miz weeks when ago? the Miz turned against him. When the Miz turns against him a couple weeks ago. I thought we were about to see serious John Morrison come back. Which I was is, all we on board. Absolutely have to. He has to turn serious. But he's not. But he's it doesn't not. look like. It's bad. Mm-hmm. John Morrison is somebody that they could and it gets harder and harder every week. But John Morrison is somebody they could, with a month-long program, two months. I'll, I'll give him two Couple months. months. They could put John Morrison. They could put John Morrison versus Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. and I would be there for that match. Yeah, exactly. Like I know John's history, so I'm there for it regardless. So, but you build John over two months, and you have him have a match with uh, Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series because that's yeah. roughly two months out. I'm there for it. Yeah, and you will have everybody in the crowd there for it as well, even those who didn't watch John 10 years ago when he now, left WWE. I'm going to I'm gonna attach something with that. Do you think Bobby Lashley will have the belt in two months? I don't. No. 
And here's here's why. Here's what I think is going to happen. Goldberg has made the comment to, you know, that his match against Bobby that he wants to have, it's not about the belt. He wants to kill him. He wants to he wants to kill him for hurting his son. Okay. How about before uh, blood money in Saudi Arabia? How about we have Big E cash in on? How about Goldberg comes down, attacks Bobby Lashley, leaves him laying in the ring, and then you hear, "Oh, wherever we are." (laughs) Big E comes running down the ramp. Big E hands in his contract. Big E picks up Lashley for the big ending. Well, actually, two, three. You you probably wouldn't hear the "Oh, insert." You would hear, "Y'all want to go big." Then yeah. say that, and he'd come right. running out. One, two, three. Big E's your new champ. Lashley now has a bigger vendetta, has a big vendetta against Goldberg. You have the Goldberg-Lashley match, and it doesn't matter about a title in any way, shape, or form. And now we have Big E back on Raw. We don't have to worry necessarily about drafting him anywhere. We have the New Day reunited. And it refreshes the Raw title scene. It refreshes the title scene. Because it's stale. Mm-hmm. It is stale. Like, the reason that they don't have Bobby in a title feud right now is because they don't have anybody to put it's him no in a title feud to with. fight with that he hasn't already beaten. You have AJ Styles helping to build Omos. Yeah. At, so they've teamed them up. You have Orton teamed up with... Riddle. Riddle, which... Okay, that's helping to elevate Riddle. I'm fine. Drew can't challenge for the title. Yeah, they they kicked Drew out. Gender is a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else? Keith Lee is off the air again. Yeah, Keith Lee's off the air. He's I think he's on like main event. I think they're trying yeah. to figure out what decide What's what they're going to do with him. Carrying uh, uh, Cross, done nothing for Carrying Cross. Yeah, you weakened Carrying Cross. Jeff Hardy is in the losers' locker room. Yep. Fighting for the 24-7 title. Who else is there? There isn't. You've already done Kofi. And he's going and after Roman. Made, he's on SmackDown know, anyway. Yeah. There's nobody. Yeah, there's nobody. There is nobody. Randy is the only one. Randy and AJ are the only two. And they've locked them into the tag titles for right now. Mm-hmm. And now they've dragged Bobby there because yeah. they don't have anybody. Brock? Could have come to Raw. Mm-hmm. Finn could have gone to Raw. But they want Brock versus Roman. Again, for some reason. Well, but that's where the story is. That's, that's where the, the money is. I would rather see Brock versus Lashley because I think that would be a more compelling fight. Um, especially if they played up the whole, these are both MMA superstars, blah, blah, blah. Well, but WWE's but never recognized Bobby's never MMA stuff. that, so it doesn't matter. And I don't, for whatever reason, and I, I don't know if this is a Lesnar thing or if this is a WWE thing, but it doesn't seem like there's any interest in putting Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar together. Right. Um, but the money is with Brock and Roman mm-hmm. and Paul. Yeah. So that's where they're put. And, and I can't blame them for that. That's, you know. Um, SmackDown, the, the, the head of the table, the dynasty, all that stuff, still good. Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned it. Uh, I think, the demon showed up entirely too early. We're still two weeks out of Extreme Rules. Yeah, I would have really liked to have seen more teasing. Um, hell, yeah. have Roman interfere to save the Usos. Have him he the same way he did. Like he's got the guillotine in on Ford, right? Um, and the only reason he actually releases it is the red lights and the heartbeat start. Yeah, the lights go and out, he, the red he lights like come back up. It. He dun, starts dun. looking around trying to see what's going on. No demon, just the no. heartbeat. Have the portal open if you want to. But Finn doesn't show up. The mind games of the demon against the head of the table, right? And, you know, they did a decent job of Finn backing up the Usos mm-hmm. by looking at them. Yeah. But it didn't affect Roman at all. And part and, of me is okay with it not affecting Roman. Um, why should he be affected by it 
at this point in the fight. Oh, I agree. Two weeks from now, you have this. You have this same thing. You know, the Friday before uh, Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at that point you have the Usos and Paul Heyman definitely back up, and you have Roman like step up to Finn, and the Demon doesn't back down. The Demon just stares, stares Roman down to the point where Roman staring at him backs away and gets out of the ring. You know, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't turn his back on him, he doesn't do any of that. But you have the demon stare down Roman. Now we already know the demon's gonna lose. And I, I have probably. a problem with that. I, I have a big problem with that. But now what I The symbolic I killing of NXT there. I'm not really thrilled about this idea, but it's a way that I would be meh. Roman loses to Finn because of interference from Brock. I could see that happening. Uh, I don't. I, I, I don't. don't I'm like not. I'm it. not fond of that. But I like that better than Roman beating, beating Finn, yeah. beating the demon clean. The only reason I think that Roman beats the the demon is another fu to NXT. But why? I I, I don't understand Vince this. Man is a petty bitch. I mean NXT <laughs> NXT did nothing this week, and maybe it's because and starting I just, Tuesday it's is a new, the NXT. new era of NXT. So NXT maybe 2.0. maybe that's why I didn't care about NXT this week. I really didn't care about NXT this week. Um, I watched it, but I didn't now, care about it at all. What I did not talk about in the review was maybe the greatest segment in wrestling: the bachelor party this week. And that is the bachelor party for Dexter Loomis. Yes. That was fantastic. Now, the star of this is not Dexter Loomis. <laughs> it's Johnny Gargano. Yeah. But Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Dexter showing him how to throw an axe. Yeah. Adjusting his hand so throw the yeah. axe correctly. Amazing. Dexter <laughs> standing there. His face, his normal staring at you face, and then he raises his hand into a thumbs Gives up. Gives the thumbs up. Like, the oh laser my God. tag. The laser tag. Dexter Dexter is roaming through the laser tag thing, like choking people out. At one point, he pops up behind with a cloth with chloroform on it, knocks the dude out, and then every time this happens, Johnny just kind of walks up and shoots him in the chest with the laser gun. <laughs> um, it's, it, it was great. Great. Then at the end, Indy and Candace show up, and Johnny and Dexter high-five, and yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Well, and it wasn't even that Johnny and Dexter high-fived. Dexter, Dexter held his hand, hand up. held it for the high-five. Johnny held his hand up, and he's like, wait, what am I doing? I'm not going to high-five you. And then, uh, what is, is it, Apollo? Is that the guy's yeah. name? Um, pushes Johnny into the high-five. Yeah. So, and. Did you know Johnny's walls break down and he accepts Dexter yeah. and and amazing yeah amazing I thought it was fantastic and then it's and all going to be gonna crap next week yeah uh, we're going to have the wedding which I'm sure because it's D uh, because it's uh, NXT it's WWE there's going to be something that it that messes up the wedding um yeah. I, and there you go yeah yeah are you ready? To forgive. I said, are <laughs> you ready? Because of the success of Sunday, I've just noticed a, a shift in tone around AEW. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to forgive them for the last, feels like, 100 years of the elite's bullcrap? Yes and no. See, my answer is a hard no. Uh, well, here's why I say yes and no. I am not ready to forgive them for the last year of the Elite's bullcrap because it was still terrible. Mm-hmm. Part of me is kind of saying, okay, maybe they're going to do something here, actually. The Lucha Brothers took the belts from the Bucks. We have... Uh, Adam Cole is part of the the elite again. 
So maybe with Cole being back, we have Cole, we have Omega, we have the Bucks. Maybe the Good Brothers go away because I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be as hateful towards the Elite if the Good Brothers weren't part of it because at this point I absolutely hate uh, Anderson as a person. <laughs> and I, 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 it makes me sad that Gallows is part of it. Um. I would like to see them go back to Impact and do their thing over there and, and not be on my TV with AEW for a while. Okay. Maybe with Daniel Bryan showing up and apparently charging, you know, challenging Kenny. If they start leaning into, okay, so we got the Bucks versus the Jungle uh, Express, or we've got the Bucks versus insert tag team here. Um, maybe if we start seeing every time the Elite comes out to try and do their Elite beatdown, Maybe we have a unified force against them now between Daniel Bryan, uh, Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, and Kazarian. So they start their beatdown, and everybody immediately hits the ring and runs them off. Don't let them have five-minute beatdowns at the end of the show where nothing gets accomplished. Does Adam Cole turn on the Elite? It depends on if Kenny drops the belt to Daniel to Brian Danielson. So if okay, Kenny, let, let's run down this. Option A, Kenny drops the belt to Daniel. Kenny or drops to, the to belt Brian. To, Kenny drops the belt to, to Brian Danielson. Kenny starts demanding his rematch. Cole gets to that whole, you know, he, he either stays loyal and helps so that Kenny gets his rematch, and then hopefully Kenny loses, and then we just have the elite, and they go do their thing. Or we could even we could have a Cole saying, you know, why should you get a rematch? You lost. It's my time now. I'm leading the elite at this point because I don't think Adam Cole is going to stay a follower for very long. He can't. Kenny beats Brian Danielson. Kenny beats Danielson. I don't think he turns. See, I'm the other way around. You know, if Kenny beats it, I don't think Adam Cole... I don't think Adam... We're, we're not going to see Cole versus Kenny for the belt. I don't think. I don't, probably not, but in my even head... Because even though AEW tries their best to maintain the heel versus heel or heel versus face mentality, sometimes they go off like when you have CM Punk versus Darby. CM Punk, I think, kind of transcends the whole heel face thing at this point. Um, he does. They try their best... To, to get around it, especially around their title scene. Um, I don't think we see Cole turn on Kenny while he has the belt. I think if Kenny wants to, Kenny drops the belt, then I think we see that, that, uh, that, or if hangman in, in, comes in back. my head, I kind of see a, um, I kind of see Kenny beating Brian, it's gonna take me. It'll take a while to get to yeah not to, say to Daniel, get it yeah. right. Um, in my head, I can kind of see Kenny beating Brian. That helps establish Kenny, because let's face it, Brian Danielson is a name, mm-hmm. and that helps establish Kenny. Even though Kenny doesn't really need it, he's beat it, it, Jericho. It, he's beat Mox, you know. but it establishes Kenny in some of the eyes of people yeah, who haven't been fair. watching. Some of those same people are going to know who Adam Cole is. Mm-hmm. And if you play the story of Adam Cole, I saw Brian in the back. I saw Danielson in the back. I knew he was coming. I was coming down to challenge you, but then I saw him and I knew I don't know that I can beat him. Of course, he yeah. never says that, but I don't know that I can beat him. I know I can beat Kenny. So he sticks around, helps Kenny beat Brian, and then immediately just super kick after the match, and you have the rest of the elite just stand there. Freaked out. Freaked out. What's going on? What did you do? Why did you do that? Off the air. Mm -hmm. I can see that whole segment in my head. I think if you do that, though, you you have to tell a more complete story of the elite breaking up. 
Like you, you're Yo, going to I mean, have I have to. You have to have you know, all you, of that. You have to have some part of the elite staying with Kenny, some part staying with Cole. You could even, it would be neat. I don't know if they'd ever do it, but it would be neat if you have like Nick joins Adam Cole and Matt joins Kenny. The only reason I don't think we see that happening. They've never fought. They've never fought a singles wrestlers. Well, I mean, they've done. They've had some singles matches. Yeah, but they've never but, been singles wrestlers. Yeah, and they and they've stated that they have no interest in being yeah. single stars. They yeah, they want to they, they know they know where their bread and butter is. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, just interesting thought experiments. Uh, I think just to kind of guess to see where we're going. Uh, but with that being said, I think it is time for us to wrap up this yep. evening. We need to say thank you to a few people. So. Thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi for allowing us to use this space. And come on down, visit them, tell them that Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast sent you. Uh, you won't get any discounts or anything. Yeah, but, we're not that, we're not that know, important. Come down, let them know you heard about us here, heard about them here, and check out their stuff. They've got a great supply of games, RPGs, and all the accessories and you know things that you might need. Do you have an inner dice goblin like I do? Come get some <laughs> dice. Um, and as always, once you get your board game or your magic cards or your Pokemon cards or whatever you're getting, head over to Big Dog Liquor. Uh, go in there and get you a bottle of whatever you, you fancy. Uh, he carries everything, it seems like. Tons of different wines. He's got wine sales every week. Um, you get discounts on cases. If, you reform, if you're military... He does Military Wednesdays, I believe. It's either Wednesdays or Monday. Sorry, I think it's Wednesday. Uh, I think it's Wednesday, though. If you're a senior citizen, like Pat, um, gotcha, Pat. Hey, Pat. Um, he does discounts for, for seniors yep. uh, as well. So go there, get you a bottle, get you something cool at McNar, head to the house, play your game, put on your favorite podcast and listen to us or listen to Silence Your Cell Phones. Uh, from our buddy Jarrett, who talks about movies, or, or Rogue's Cast Radio. Rogue's Cast Radio. And, you know, you guys are pretty much done listening to us. We've got maybe another 30, a minute, 30 seconds left. Grin, want something else for your ears to listen to? Check out our buddies on Rogue's Cast Radio or silence your cell phones. and Or check them both out. Yeah. Follow, you know, lots, hours and hours of entertainment <laughs> for free. So, with that being said, we're going to head out. And we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.